where is your boy tonight? I've got mine right here. This is From Under the Dork Tree, your go-to source for the band Fallout Boy and emo music from the early 2000s. I am your host, Eric, and with me as always is the Pete to my Patrick, Mick. What's up, buddy? Nothing much, dude. Just ready to do a podcast, ready hey, to well, record a podcast. You came to the right place. <laughs> yeah, how are you? I'm okay. No, I well, I'll... I'm not gonna lie. I'm. I feel like shit. You want to jump right into it? I'll just jump right into it. I think I'm dying. My body feels terrible. Yeah, you were. You were in a bad way when I showed up. You're normally just vigorously jacking off when I walk in, and your pants were completely buttoned. I knew something was wrong. So, something was up. No, something was up because something was down. Yeah, my penis. Do you want to? Do you want me to say what happened? Yeah, man. I don't care. You yeah. came. Out, you you came to the house and did a little fashion show for me. <laughs> uh, okay, that's not what we're talking about. Okay. Um. You you had some bad hummus and an awful falafel. I did. And now you you said you were feeling bloated and you had something caught in your throat. Look, I'm a man in my mid to late 30s. <laughs> I can't have certain foods anymore. And I think one of those things is uh, garbanzo beans. Do you think maybe one of the, the skins from the chickpeas? You ever like, One of the four skins? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Control yourself for a moment. I'm sorry. Have a decent I'm trying to be present in the moment. You ever, well, do you ever get a good look at it, like a chickpea or a garbanzo bean, and they have like kind of a skin? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think it's one of those? Like, do you think that like... Do you think I'm allergic to just the skin of a garbanzo bean? No, Is that what you're asking asshole. me? I thought maybe that's the part that got caught in your throat, and that's why you were hawking stuff Oh, up no, no, no. Like, it was, I mean... I would have felt it, I think. It's, I think it's just it's one of those things where it's like, you know, when you eat a food where you can't have it anymore and you just get all bloated and Wouldn't gross. Wouldn't know. I can, oh. be, I can eat literally anything. Must be nice. <laughs> it is nice. Well, yeah, I was in a bad way, but I'm glad you're here because now I feel great. Uh, I poured myself the biggest <laughs> glass of sake in the world. Uh, what do you got there? Tell us, tell the listener what you've uh, what you brought to the house. <laughs> I went to the liquor store and they had a Strokes whiskey. Okay, you you keep calling it Strokes. Are you doing a bit? Do you want me to correct you? <laughs> no, it's called Strokes now. <laughs> okay, thanks. It's, it's whiskey in the in the bottle is in the shape of a bowling pin, so it's that's very cool. Yeah, it's cool looking. It tastes like shit. It's horrible. Um, yeah. sorry if you guys want to sponsor the podcast. <laughs> sorry, Stroke whiskey. Yeah. Um. So, but then, like, so the the eye in the word strike is in the shape of a bowling pin. And bowling pins are at least a little bit round. Yeah. So it looks like the name of the brand is Strokes. <laughs> and it's in a bowling pin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're having a real fun with that. Yeah. It's funny. Well, yeah, to be, to be fair, it does look like, because it's like, it's not even like a colored in uh like bowling pin it's no. like a, it's like a, just an outline so it does look like an o yeah it's very weird yeah it's yeah it's how much a, did you pay for that i want to say it's like 11 dollars for a fifth yeah that's not bad not good either yeah it's not good <laughs> uh you know we love evan williams evan williams if you do want to um sponsor the oh, podcast dude, i would love if evan williams got that got that ad read from him that'd be great um but yeah sorry strokes is just like a it's like garbage it's really it's way too sweet it's not good besides evan williams what's your dream ad read for this show like what's the one product where you're like i stand by this product and i will fucking go to go to bat for it i mean i don't i do not dream of supporting like capitalism i don't i don't want any like <laughs> you told no you do because i asked you what your what your grand aspiration for this podcast was and you're like i want to do an ad read <laughs> did i say that yeah how much did i have, had i had the drink i don't know but you said i would just want to get 20 dollars from this ad read hidden valley mm. That very strong one. yeah yeah I'll very do, on brand for you yeah i'll do free hidden valley ad reads maybe um, when we go to the break i'll have a i'll have you record like a fake ad read for hidden valley <laughs> ranch um what about you what kind of what, what's your favorite brand i think listening to brand consumption <laughs> i think Wingstop. Mm. if we're talking food and like ranch adjacent things i think Wingstop <laughs> is like my go-to you know my hot take on on Wingstop. 
Yeah, you don't you don't think it's the best, right? I don't like I I don't like their sauces. I think their sauces are What about their ranch? Their R is delicious. Their ranch is very good. Yeah. But the wings sometimes are like kind of dry mm-hmm. to me and 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 I don't love the sauce. I like buffalo wild wings and I feel like in 2023 like to say that you're basically just you're a leper essentially. Yeah. I'll be cast aside <laughs> by society. <laughs> yeah, no, really it uh it's kind of crazy how fast it sort of Fell out of vogue, <laughs> you know, of the, of the hot wing world. Yeah, the days of the late '90s and early 2000s, uh, Buffalo Wild Wings blow up are long gone. Yeah, we're all going to Buffalo Wild Wings for, you know, UFC fights and things like that <laughs> to go see George St. Pierre. Yeah, and um, Monica's uh, boyfriend. Do you remember that episode? Oh yeah, where it's uh, what's that guy's name? John Favreau. John Favreau, yeah. and he just gets his ass beat. <laughs> he gets his shit pushed in. <laughs> If you love that episode of Friends, please send us an email. This is, this episode's going to be called uh, The One Where They Talk About Monica's <laughs> Boyfriend from Friends. Um, I think the name of this podcast is we kind of don't have a ton to talk about. Like, we have a couple things we want to hit. But yeah, it's are... called uh, Make Time. Make Time with whatever you can. <laughs> no, no, no. That's not true. No. We, uh, uh, what's your, the expression? Of pull back the, pull back the Part kimono. Part the kimono. Part the Which kimono. is, I should not say that. That's not a... <laughs> It's an insensitive yeah. term. Well, it's on brand for you. True. Um, we 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 know we have enough to talk about, so yeah. we don't need to talk about anything. Honestly, we could just not screw around at all and just talk about Fallout Boy related things and have a great podcast and have probably honestly two, three, four, five hours of content. That is like the problem. It, we it's an embarrassment of riches. I feel mm. like we always like we're always like, do we have enough to talk about? And then before we know it, it's like two hours. Yeah. And I'm like, Mick, get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> no, you never want me to leave. That's true. I don't. I was gonna say. Uh, yes. Speaking of insensitive, I was gonna say when I mentioned that i have a giant glass of sake i was gonna do that um our guest let us know if eric has uh the past to make that sound he's filipino and white um I think, <laughs> I'm one of the whitest people you know i think that's a um what is that like is that a, a japanese what, what is that? Filipinos are not Japanese. Yeah, no, I'm not saying they are. I'm saying that little noise you made. Oh, that little, I like, think so. Or yeah, is it Chinese. It's. I think when it was probably coined during like the 60s mm-hmm. in the U.S. in the United States cartoons, it's probably just like whatever. They're all the same. Yeah, probably. So we should. I bet there's a great uh, YouTube essay on the origin of that little like chime. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> well, you are wearing a berserk shirt, and you've got like a bunch of berserk books over here. A berserk and- tattoo. Oh yeah, Jesus! Yeah. I'm all berserked out. <laughs> you love you're 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 an old taco. I'm an old. <laughs> I was like I'm an old taco. <laughs> now you're being racist. Um. So yeah, what what are we doing? Yeah. So let's. Where look, are we? <laughs> I don't know. This is just a, a wild tangent. We're 20 minutes in. No, are we really 20? minutes? No, in? we're like eight minutes. Okay. In. It's fine. I feel like we're gonna let the listener know that today is gonna be sort of the the last of the hiatus episodes. Yeah. Uh, at least for now, we might just you know we might take a break later down the line to kind of. Cover, you know, whatever obscure topic, like, Fall Out Boy's related we'll do whatever to. whatever the fuck we want. Yeah, exactly. Um, we are the masters of our own destiny. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, for this episode, we're going to be covering uh, what Pete was up to during the hiatus, because I feel like in the last couple, we kind of focused on the other boys. Mm-hmm. And we didn't focus on probably one of the most important boys of Boy. The third most important member of Fall Out Boy. Right. One Peter Kingston, something else Wentz. <laughs> um, so, we're going to be covering what he was doing during the... Uh, during the hiatus, who he was doing side projects with, and then after the break, we'll kind of come back and we'll revisit Paxam days because I this whole this whole thing kind of fucked up my uh, my plans for the podcast. I was like, we're gonna do Paxam days because it was 
recorded prior why to Save Rock and Roll. Why does it sound like you're apologizing? Because I am. I'm so sorry. Don't apologize I'm to apologizing people. to you. To you. You don't have to apologize to me. I'm okay, here to fucking rock and roll. And don't apologize to the fucking guests. They're not paying for shit. That's you true. You don't have to give them an explanation. All right. You're right. You, we, you know what? You're right. We should. I'm dead serious. Let's just play Bay, Beyblades for like 45 <laughs> minutes. We should have an episode of the podcast where it's like we discuss this thing like mm-hmm. uh we'll be like what's a funny like oh we're gonna d- discuss like um patrick's like love life and then that'll be like the name of the episode and then okay. we don't even bring it up and we talk about literally whatever we want like the entire episode because like what would they do i would like to see us do that and then find out what the numbers look like for that stream <laughs> and just like what the general like uh chatter would be uh-huh uh because it might you might do who knows it might do gangbusters and we was like we're just gonna do this yeah. podcast now where we just bait and switch you the entire time yeah not to go on another giant tangent no 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 go ahead but they're not paying for anything you're be, right to be like um interview with like Barack Obama oh okay and like you think like a bunch of people would probably be like what and like probably <laughs> look at it and they would just be like Hold just on. they just you know what they would hear when they started listening to this podcast <laughs> <laughs> you're on to something I think we should start doing that uh-huh. like. Uh, from under the dork tree interview series presents yeah. uh, Michelle Hussein Obama, <laughs> Daniel Day Lewis. Ooh, okay. Inside, inside the in, inside the crematorium with Daniel Day Lewis. <laughs> he's a good actor. Yeah, that's what I keep hearing. Mm-hmm. He's he's so method. Um, but regardless, okay. So we're going into he's a that. method man. Ooh, I love method man. <laughs> um, yeah. So we're gonna be just covering uh, after the break. We'll be giving uh, going into Paxam Days, the EP from 2013. Um. Which I've been kind of talking to you about for what, how many months now? Yeah. So we're gonna finally do it. Like it's it's finally happening. It's gonna happen, probably. Yeah. <laughs> um. But before we go into all this, Mick, um, do you have any media you've been taking in this week? Oh yeah, I got some media. Um, yeah, I got the media I've been consuming is like you you kind of mentioned earlier. I I went to Savers and I bought some women's pants <laughs> because I wanted to make shorts for the summer, mm-hmm. and then I was kind of trying them on for you. I was like. Do these look good just as like normal pants? Can I wear them as pants and don't have to cut them in shorts? And then you got all weird about it and you were like, why are you doing a fashion show for me? And I'm like, I'm not doing a fashion show, you narcissist. I'm not like, I'm just being like, hey, does, what do these pants look like? What does a fashion show usually entail? You walked down my hallway like it was a catwalk. I not, I, I walked down your hallway. And you were hallway. taking your clothes off as you did it like it was a right said no, Fred no, video. No. No, he's trying to be funny. I wasn't doing that. I walked down your hallway like it's a hallway. Uh-huh. That's what it is, a normal human being hallway. Okay. And I said, do they, I was going to make these pants into shorts, but they kind of look good as just normal pants. Do you think I should just wear them as pants? And then you sort of like posed for me. No, and you I like didn't. turned around and you were like, what do you think? You are so, you're such a homophobe. I'm not a homophobe. What are you talking about? You're not a homophobe. I'm just kidding. How dare you? But you hate the idea that like I was like kind of like you had to look at a man's body. So you were like, I have to be. Oh, yeah. Because you visible. love looking at a man. Oh, yeah. Tell me, what was the last time you saw a pair of men's feet that you liked? <laughs> I actually don't look at men's bodies at all. Thank you. you I, I've never even looked. Whenever I am have to talk to a man, I look like over their shoulders. So I don't even have to look. At you them. don't even look him in the eyes. Yeah. You look him in the eyes. <laughs> oh, I, I didn't tell you. Uh, the other day I was in your uh, your work neck of the woods. In that area. Okay. I was going to say hi, but uh, I didn't. I was like, fuck you. Okay, cool. I don't know. I'll cut that out. Yeah. Or leave it in. Whatever. Makes it sound. Yeah. You sound it makes like you sound asshole. like a fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah. It's a good example of something that you bring up that doesn't have a point and goes nowhere. I guess that's true. <laughs> um, okay, so yeah, so that your media is pants, shorts, shorts. Well, potentially shorts, maybe yeah. just pants. some some capris. You you brought some capris. Yeah, I, I you know I because you wanted that. to look like Andy in that fucking video. I do, and I might, and I might. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. I'll keep you updated on how what we do with the shorts. Keep the listener updated. Don't keep me updated. <laughs> what kind of media have you been consuming? What kind of pants have you been wearing? 
Uh, no, I don't wear pants, especially while I'm working. Um, so the media I've been taking in is, um, have you ever heard of a podcast called uh, Behind the Bastards? No. Uh, it's a podcast done by this guy who's like a f- journalist named Robert Evans. Um, he's you pretty much the whole idea of the podcast is you take a, a vilified figure from history and you kind of just like dig into detail on him. So like you'll do an episode on Hitler, whatever. He has a four part series, maybe five. Okay. Under uh, covering one Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Okay. Um, and it's titled uh, Vince McMahon, uh, History's Greatest Monster. <laughs> and he's just, it's kind of, it's him. Did you, did you ever read like video game magazines when you were a kid? A little bit, yeah. Nintendo magazines. I was a Nintendo person. Yeah. Uh, so if you ever read like uh, Game Pro or like EGM, there was okay. a guy named Sean Baby. Um, he was like, Sean, one of the, he was like, yeah, he was like one of the first like internet, like, I guess like, internet funny guys like you remember like maddox x mission no 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 this is i'm very much dating myself (laughs) uh he was like pretty much just like one of the first like internet video game reviewers that kind of broke into like social media okay um and so he's part of this this uh interview series just kind of going over vince mcmahon and it's kind of going over like what a huge piece of shit vince was Uh and he actually had to do two episodes uh kind of prepping the listener just to be like hey Vince McMahon is not, like, the only bad person in wrestling, mm-hmm. but that's just to give you, like, a benchmark to be like, hey, if you're thinking about, like, wrestling as a whole, like, wrestling is not just Vince McMahon is the person who ruined wrestling. Wrestling has been terrible since the very beginning. Okay. And, like, you ever hear about the Von Erics? Do you know the Von Erics are? I don't think so. They're, like, 80s wrestlers, and it was, like, a like a wrestling family, like, kind of like the Hearts. Okay. And uh, it's, like, this dad who was, like, a wrestler from, like, the 50s. Who just like had four sons, forced them all to wrestle, and eventually they all like most of them killed themselves because like this guy was this dad was just like terrible to them. Oh, and what are you doing with your life? You're just listening to all this depressing stuff. Like, yeah, this- <laughs> what are we supposed to listen to? Happy things. Yeah, I guess you're right. Under the Dork Tree podcast. That's true. You want a good podcast. podcast? Nice job dropping your pen. Dropping my pen. <laughs> I'm gonna go get it. Hold on, you talk to them. Okay, uh, I was actually thinking about. All right, I'm back. Shut up. <laughs> No, yeah, I guess that is kind of depressing, but it's just an interesting thing because I mean, you know, I'm a, we're both big wrestling guys. Yeah, maybe not as much as we used to be, but like we both enjoy it. We like we wish wrestling was was back in our, in a way when we were kids. Yeah, like a, a when's the third wave of wrestling coming back to the U.S. <laughs> uh, so yeah, you were listening a whole bunch about how bad Vince McMahon was. Mm-hmm. I was thinking he's terrible. Yeah, I mean, I know, I know. Obviously, he's really, really bad. I was thinking about Vince McMahon a couple of days ago. Uh huh. I was thinking about just like how insanely funny he is. Like, oh yeah, no, <laughs> and you're I, right. And I was like, this guy would have such an insanely high approval rating if he were just more of a humanitarian. If he hadn't done all the horror, like if there yeah. were so many bad things about him, he is insanely funny. I was thinking about the video where I don't remember. It's something about like Triple H. Um, beating up Stephanie or doing something to uh-huh. Stephanie and he's like in an interview and the security guard goes oh where's that son of a bitch <laughs> ah, that son of a bitch it's, it's no. so funny like you're, you're right no like it, Vince McMahon is like one of those weird people who are like so ingrained into like like wrestling is not popular to the normal person yes. but if you show a gif of Vince McMahon falling backwards out of a chair like everyone fucking gets it or if he's just like strutting down the, the you know the, the ramp <laughs> Like, you understand, like, this is just, he's just a funny guy. Yeah, the, the 13 to 24-year-olds probably more him, know him more as the GIF. Like yeah, the GIF where your eyes are, like, yeah. shading lasers and shit. <laughs> but yeah, it's like, it's a thing, he's like, you can't, if if Vince McMahon was more of a humanitarian and less of a piece of shit, mm-hmm. he probably wouldn't act that way. Yeah, that's true. So it's like, you can't have one without the Double other. Double-edged sword, a lot like you. 
Exactly. Yeah. Thank you. So I'm, I'm very, no, I'm not going to even say I'm very Vince McMahon like. Uh, you hate poor people just like Vince McMahon. Uh, yeah, I hate myself. I'm a very poor person. <laughs> All right. Let's, what's the name? Say again what the name it, of the podcast. Uh, the podcast is called Behind the Bastards. Okay. Uh, so it's a pretty big podcast. If you're in this sort of sphere, you probably have heard of it. Um, but yeah, that's all I had for for media. Let's give them a sh- let's give them a shout out. Maybe they'll hey. promote us on their podcast. Yeah, I'll reach out to Robert Evans on Twitter. <laughs> be like, hey, man, you know maybe I'll do it just to try it. But uh, yeah, listen listen to Behind the Bastards. It's a very good podcast. Um, but yeah. So do you have anything else for media or anything like that? Nah, nah, just cool. Just, shorts. just pants, yeah. shorts. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, we did have one correction, or I guess like a listener mail. A uh, friend of the show, Adrian, did write us in and told us the the text for that Race Trader album that we were asking about mm. last week. Uh, it it is not uh it's not it is Arabic. It's like uh it's Farsi, so like from Iran. Okay. Uh, but it does mean set fire. At least for that one, the uh the idol of the white messiah mm. album. I don't know if they changed from album to album, but that's just the one that he he sent me uh, a link to. And he could just read that and see what that. Says. No, no, I think he found it from Reddit. He just told me oh, he's like, "Hey, okay. I found this on Reddit. You guys were talking about it." So. Good old R. Hey, R. Yeah, that's R. Oh, Reddit. Reddit. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was gonna say, good old Adrian. Thank yeah. you, buddy. We we love you very much. Good malicious baby in the fucking house. Shout outs to Texas. He tried to get me to go to Texas. I was like, he's like, <laughs> you should come to this show in Texas. And I was like, what show is it? Uh, I don't. I, he was like, "You should come see this." I'll, here, I'll just talk. I'll find it. He sent me the same thing saying I should come see Jeff Rosenstock in in Texas. Was it, it Jeff Rosenstock? It might have been Jeff Rosenstock. Um, yeah, Jeff Rosenstock with uh, that in El Paso, and I was like, "Bro, I'm never sitting foot in Texas." <laughs> I would, I would go. I'm just too busy. Got too much stuff going on. Maybe one day. Yeah. What do you got? What do you got coming down the pipe? <laughs> I work a lot. Yeah, I know. And I got to do this podcast. All well, I appreciate you making podcast. time for the podcast because oh, I know course. you do. Um, what do, what do we think? Are we ready to ready to to go get in get into this? You want to take a break and then get into some some Peter 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 stuff? Peter. Um, so Peter Gabriel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. Let's take a little break. Um, yeah, right. we had just had twenty minute mark, so we're we're good on time. Oh, we the like the time that we set for each other. We did a thing where we kind of like tried to say that we should give each other this amount of time to do all these things. Yeah, in the podcast, I'm not. I wasn't actually following it, but I just noticed it here. So, and I'm also ruining it right now by talking about it. I'm gonna cut all this out, anyways. It's fine. Do you want to play some Jeff Rosenstock to take? Oh us out yeah, on break? what's a cool Jeff Rosenstock song? Just play something off No Dream. Just okay. play the first song off No Dream. Alrighty. Yeah, Jeff Rosenstock. I like listening. I, I I keep saying this every week. It's one of my favorite parts of the podcast. Just like listening to to music because it's not it's something other than us talking. Yeah, <laughs> and that's something other than Fallout Boy. <laughs> well, this is a song from his 2020 album No Dream called Old Crap. Play the song. It's playing, bro. I faded it in. There you go. This is a good song. Mm-hmm. Well, it's got this little acoustic. Part. I hate acoustic. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, let's take a little break and we'll come right back. We'll come back to a better Jeff Rosenstock song. Maybe. We will. I promise. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and we're back. This yeah. is No Time by Jeff Rosenstock. This is a good song. It's better than the than the song that you played. I don't think I really listened to a lot of No Dream, so when you were like, just play anything, I just picked the song that I thought had the funniest title. I did not say just play anything, I just said play the first song. No, 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 before we left, for uh, when you were no, like, play any I'll, song by Jeff Rosenstock. I'm not gonna, uh, the, 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 the history records will prove me correct. 
Sure. I'm sure I'm sure you'll be favored in the eyes of history. Uh what's up guys? It's from under the dork tree. We are back. Yeah. Nick, how was the break? Did you enjoy Are you feeling loosey goosey? No, I got kind of mad during the break. I know. We did kind of we did get a little heated. We had a little fist fight. I was angry during the break. I was pissed off about it. I liked stuff. it. You, you know, don't get angry enough on this podcast. Yeah, I've been told that. Um, you know, we're always talking about like class and class inequality, um, how much we hate capitalism during these breaks, you know. So I get really riled up and I just start punching holes in your drywall. <laughs> yeah, it's, I have no problem with it because I rent. And so if you're making trouble for my landlord, I could really give less of a shit. How was the break for you? What would you give it out of 10? I'd take a 7 out of 10. Okay. Uh, break. Are you enjoying your drink? Not well, tell the, why don't you tell the listeners what you drank? <laughs> what, what are you drinking? Well, I did. I so I I had some of the Strokes whiskey. <laughs> yeah. And I we should call it. We should let them know it's called. If you want this shitty whiskey, it's called Stripe. Strike. 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 I'm gonna actually send a message to Strike Whiskey and see and let have them listen to the podcast. Um, no. Yeah. And then well, then I uh, what happened? I mean, Is it time to start fishing for like ad sponsorships? I had too much Strokes whiskey and I can't <laughs> remember what happened 15 minutes ago. No, I just made another. I made the same drink every time. It's like a vodka. The actual the drink I do like vodka bitters, mm-hmm. uh, lime soda. When you go to a bar, what's your go to drink? Vodka bitters, lime soda. Oh, really? Just like this now nowadays? Yeah. yeah. But the changes. I mm-hmm. guess like maybe a while ago I was like a beer and a shot type person, but I can't really. Oh, talk. you were a beer and a shot guy for a long time. Not really. I can't drink beer anymore, you know. So I guess you get all bloated like when I have garbanzo beans. Yeah. So I was making fun of you about your your chickpeas earlier, but I guess that I can't drink a ton of beer. Yeah. Or I could, but I prefer not to. I don't know, listeners. I know most of you are like fourteen years old. <laughs> <laughs> Call in. Let us know what you guys drink. Dirtreepotagemail.com. <laughs> let us know what you're drinking. We should do another. <laughs> yeah, we should do another Borg. Yeah, sure. I'm ready to Borg out. Yeah, we'll do a Borg this weekend. How about that? Yeah, just you and me. Just okay. just two dudes. Um, well, I think I'm going to punk rock bowling this weekend. Is a punk is punk rock bowling happening right now? Like this week? Uh, yes. Oh shit! I'm going to like it. one of the club shows. Oh okay. I don't really go the festival. It's oh, you're almost 36 years old. I'm you not can't really get in the pit. You can't really sneak into to punk rock bowling anymore, <laughs> which I think you've done for like the last 10 years. I did. I snuck into punk rock bowling every year for several years, and then I started like, well, I'm an adult now. I can just pay. I don't like it's, I you know whatever. I can't do it. Anymore. <laughs> I'm not going to get in the pit for Pennywise. No. What about no effects? <laughs> Is no effects going to be there this year? Uh, I don't. I'm not sure. Oh. They're breaking up, or like they're on their like their you know the their, farewell tour. Yeah. Oh well. Forty years. Yeah. <laughs> Mick. Hey. Hey. Hi. Unless you have anything else to talk about punk rock bowling, uh, do you want to get into the hiatus period? Yeah. Let's talk. About, let's let's tie a knot on this hiatus period. Obviously, for the last like couple weeks, we've been kind of giving you little tidbits, kind of this this that and the other thing. Mm-hmm. We talked about soul punk. We talked about the damned things. Um, but let's kind of, let's, let's really get into a kind of what was going on during the hiatus for one Peter Kingston wins for one Peter Kingston wins. Yeah. Cause I feel like you can't just like gloss over it without kind of talking about the, the brain, the brain of the band. Yeah. You can't just glaze over Peter. Get glazed. <laughs> oh God. Um, so why don't you start? Where, what, what was going on? Where, where's his headspace? <clears throat> so what Peter- year is it? What's going on? Well, it kind of jumps around. So obviously the um, the hiatus happens. Peter's looking for another creative outlet to kind of put his energies into. Mm-hmm. Uh, he starts a little side project, side band called uh, Black Cards. Yeah. Um, which starts off with just him, uh, two dudes. One of them is which is uh, I think it's Spencer, not Spencer Smith from Panic. 
It's uh, Spencer. What's his name? Conrad. Spencer Jones. Spencer Peterson. Okay. What band and was he in? I have no idea. Did Space you, was he in Space? Yeah, was oh Space my God. <laughs> was he? Was he? Was he a founding member of Space? I don't day? think so. Oh, okay. I, I don't know because there's such he a was... revolving door with Saves the Day. Yeah. Um, but Spencer Peterson, Pete Wentz, they get together. Uh, they have a band. They don't really kind of know where they want to go yet. Yeah. Um, but they're looking for a singer because there's no because like we all know Pete can't sing mm-hmm. if you listen to the last episode. Um, so they tap the shoulder of one BB Rexa. Yeah, an up and comer. An up and not even an up and comer. She she had done like a songwriting. She was a, primarily a songwriter. Okay. Um, I think fuck she. Fuck me, I guess. <laughs> no, I'm not saying fuck you. I'm just saying, <laughs> you know, she was un- relatively unknown. Okay. Um, I think she had maybe done a couple songs for like Rihanna, like writing Rihanna songs. Mm. Um, but Pete had kind of tapped her. Was like, hey, I've got this band going on. I'm looking for a singer. Why don't you come audition? Yeah, I had I had read that he that. Pete was looking for a a, a woman yeah. to sing because he didn't want to he didn't want to feel like he was replacing Patrick Patrick yeah. for sure makes sense a lot of respect yeah I I feel like there was a lot of during like the lead up to the the hiatus and the hiatus afterwards mm-hmm. there was never real animosity like obviously Pete's being like moody on Twitter and shit mm-hmm. but he's never like fuck those guys yeah I I think I'm this is a perfect time to kind of bring this up because yeah. I was reading about like the totality of the hiatus. I'm yeah. making quotations with my fingers right now. Mm-hmm. The hiatus. And I saw a lot of interviews from like the 2013 time frame when Fall Boy is talking about coming back from the hiatus. Right, yeah. And a lot of and all of them are basically like, we never really thought it was a hiatus. Like hiatus is maybe not the best word. They were just like, we're just kind of taking a break, which I guess fundamentally is like a hiatus. Yeah. But you know, hiatus kind of carries like a like a, a kind of a hefty like right yeah um, the h word yes i actually have a quote from uh from patrick real quick sure yeah um he he's when talking about the word hiatus um it's a very aesthetically pleasing word is that what patrick that's, said and he said that's the reason why people called it a hiatus because in their mind they're just like we're just kind of taking a little bit of a break we're just, right you know we're still gonna be a band we'll come back and be a band at one point but we just so hiatus is just again has like a lofty it's a uh, it feels like it's so big there's hiatus. like a lot of luggage with it yeah. or baggage but it's you know and honestly they're probably just took took a couple took two and a half years off of being a band well yeah because I, I know that they they i've seen interviews with pete where he's talking about like yeah it's record album tour for two years uh-huh. record album tour for two years so it's sort of like you have no time to do anything and yeah. it's obviously taking a toll on the band um but yeah so bb rexa joins the black cards they release one song where she's actually on it that i've ever seen <laughs> uh, a song called dr jekyll and mr fame have you heard that i did i listened to the song do you want to play it right now yeah I'll are play you ready right. to play it uh i'm not but if you want to talk about it, i can bring it up i've got pax m days loaded up on spotify <laughs> so yeah i think it's important i kind of one of the reasons why we glossed over pete's um side projects what he's kind of been doing is because when you know patrick actually put out a record yeah soul punk yeah um andy and joe put out a record iconoclast by uh the damn things the damn things yeah they're released they uh the black cards release songs but it's kind of it's they're not they've never like really like they a real band at least from what i've kind of gathered it it sort of fell apart like they i think they if bb had stayed with them i think Mm -hmm. they would have been like we'll keep doing stuff but i think in 2012 she was like i'm out yeah. Um, but here, so we'll play a little bit of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Fame. Uh, there's a, a video on YouTube if you want to see them. They're at like the Young Hollywood Awards or something. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very clear that it's like they 
probably have not had a lot of time to kind of like rehearse together because it's very like and maybe she's not used to being like a uh, a main fixture yeah. as like the the main singer. Yeah. So yeah. So well, this she's is... not a massive star yet. She's no, no. She's the Dua Lipa of her generation, I guess. I don't even know. <laughs> well, I think names. Dua Lipa is the Dua Lipa of her generation because I think they're in the same generation. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. Did you did you watch the video for this? No. Okay, so the video for Doctor Jekyll and Mister Fame is very weird. It's like a they kind of get like arty with it. So they have like sort of like a, I, it reminded me of like Lady Gaga where she'll kind of have like a, uh, like a pre-story before the video comes out. Oh yeah. And this one's like a weird, like uh did you ever watch that mystery science theater episode where it's the girl's head that just does not die? <laughs> I, <laughs> Very dated reference. This is a show from like 1993. Sorry guys. How many episodes of mystery science theater do you think there are? There's at least like 300. Yeah. It's yeah. insane. They're, yeah. And they're, and, and they're, they're not like, um, Half hour like episodes. No, they're like hour and a half. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 tough to kind of watch all of them. Yeah, well, so well, I'm saying that because uh, in this video for Doctor Jekyll and Mister Fame, they splice in footage from this old movie called like The Head That Wouldn't Die, mm. which is like a really famous mystery science theater episode, um, and where BB is essentially this woman's head, which is just suspended like in a petri dish. <laughs> um, but it's very weird because it's like a very old timey. Like, do you remember on uh, when TikTok was first out, they had the little like. Why are you? I'm making a song. Uh, I, don't, I don't know how to describe it. It's very like vaudeville. I yeah. You I don't do think when I, it's kind of like barbershop quartet. Sort of yes. Yeah. Like yes, I do know what you're talking about. Actually, here I'll just play a little clip of the video for it, just so you can kind of get a taste of it before we go into the actual song. Yeah, play something. Yeah, I'll play. I'll play something. It was 14 minutes ago when you asked me to talk because you were trying to cue something up, and still nothing ever played. I'm so, so sorry, bro. My God, we have. Uh, we're gonna replace you as host <laughs> with who? Uh, Beatrix, your cat. <laughs> oh my god. Well, you got about two years in your left room. I'm sorry. No, don't say that. I'm just joking. My cat's gonna live forever. Yes. She's 17 years old. Alright, so you're gonna see, it's very, like, silent film. Uh, but do you hear this? Like, Oh, yeah. I hate this. This is back to the panic stuff. Yeah, it's like, oh, it's me. I'm Pete Wentz. <laughs> hey, you dame. Bye, uh... Buy war bonds. Yeah, buy war bonds. Show Emperor Tojo what's what for. Listeners, let us know. Can Eric say Tojo? Because he. I mean, <laughs> I'm not Cotton Hill. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but yeah, so that's sort of the intro. It's very like silent film. But here's the actual song. And I should say that this is. This is different from the actual, like, release recording. It doesn't have this sort of vaudeville flavor to it. It's so loud. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, don't apologize to me. Apologize Any, to listeners. Yeah, anything that that um, that um uh, drowns you out, I'm in favor of. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> but yeah, so this is the video version, and it's terrible. Okay. Okay. You know what's funny is I even but kind of I listened to all these um, black cards yeah. songs. I think you could like none of it stuck in my mind at all. Well, there's like, only one black card song on streaming that has BB Rexa. Uh huh. Hey guys, it's Eric from the future. Um, disregard this. Uh, I, the song that we're talking about is actually the video for Club Called Heaven. Uh, both songs are not Doctor Jekyll and Mister Fame. Uh, I'm an idiot. The rest are just sort of like a, we'll talk about it in a second. They're just sort of like remixes yeah. of songs or like original songs that are just samples. Mm -hmm. uh, but this is Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Mr. Fame, the actual like release that's on a, like a CD. Mm -hmm. uh, but it sounds a little bit different. Okay. 
Much more like traditional pop. <laughs> These don't even sound like the same song. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, let's quick quick side. We were sure. when we were um, in the kitchen. Yes, in cooking in the kitchen in the green room. Um, you were telling me that you thought Soul Punk is better than kind of the totality of the Black Cards. Yeah, do you, the, do you, do you think that? I I think so because I feel like the Black Cards. It's sort of like it just never got a chance to actually complete a thought. You know, uh-huh. I feel like Soul Punk did whether or not like it was like what they really realized. Okay, I feel like the Black Cards like or Black Cards. It just sort of like they tried to have a girl band going. Mm-hmm. She dipped, and they were like, "Well, I guess we're just gonna make dubstep remixes now." <laughs> you know, I think the production is a little bit better yeah, on Black Cards. That's a you gave a better answer when I when I kind of asked you in the kitchen why you liked Black Card or, or Soul Punk more than yeah. Black Cards. You kind of didn't really give me a real answer. So, so what I like to do is I like to, pissing your pants. Right, right. So what I like to do is like when we're off mic, I like to give you like dumb answers. So when you in hopes that you ask me about it on ca- on recording, and then I just make you look like a fool. Well, I'm so used to you sounding like a dumb shit. It doesn't even like <laughs> okay. strike me as something out of the ordinary. Yeah, that's how I, I lure you in. Oh my god. Um, but yeah, so Black Cards, um, pretty much BB Rexa records this song, and they kind of push it for like maybe a year or two, and then she just dips. She's mm-hmm. like, I'm gonna try to be a solo artist, or I'm gonna try to. Be, go back to writing songs for pop artists. Mm-hmm. This is just not working. I don't know. I don't think she ever gives like a real reason of like maybe why, maybe like if so and so was acting like an asshole or whatever, she just leaves. Yeah, it most likely was just like um, you could either be the lead singer of this like electronic band that's not going to go anywhere because right. their founding member is in a much more bigger band that eventually will get back together, or you can be a solo artist. Yeah, and she was like, eh, I got it. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> I make a, a money forward decision here. You know, true. Thinking yeah. about my bands. Yeah. So after BB leaves, another person because it was a four piece band. So uh, another guy leaves. I didn't write his name down. Mm-hmm. Um, but eventually, it just becomes Black Hearts. Just becomes Pete Wentz and Spencer Peterson. Spencer Davis. Uh, Spencer, yeah, uh, Spencer Penis, Spencer Penis. <laughs> uh, so eventually, afterwards, it's like it's like 2011. You know, dubstep's kind of like still big. Like you still got what's his name, Skrillex is still popping off. So they're like, we're just gonna start doing like remixes. So they're doing stuff like remixes to like Major Lazer songs, mm. remixes to Rihanna songs. Um, and we'll play a little bit of the um the album Use Your Disillusion. Which has, I think, what four songs on it? Yeah, and it's just it's just electronica. Um, I would say that their stuff does sort of have like their electronica music has like touches of funk and like Britpop to it, mm-hmm. but it's mostly dubstep. Yeah. Um, do you have anything to say about it? Do you want? I all I have to say is I'm sorry I didn't really engage with you for the last sixty seconds. Everything you're talking about is so boring. I'm so and, sorry. And the knights are up one oh mm. against the stars. Hell yeah. What period are we still in period one? Yeah, it's like five minutes into oh, the okay. game, so um but I Well I, you keep that open because I want to keep hearing, you know <laughs> Yeah, we'll do double this is how we'll this is how we'll get through this episode. Um <laughs> Okay. You can talk I didn't know that we needed this to get through the episode, but okay. <laughs> this is this is um you can talk about uh, black cards and their in their shitty album, <laughs> and I'll just give you play by plays of the hockey game. Oh, thank God! Okay, on. cool, cool. Uh, so, on "Use Your Disillusion," it came out in 2012. Uh, it's four songs, 19 minutes, 43 seconds, uh, 938 monthly listeners. Uh, this is a song called "Wolf Slayer." Uh, we'll give you a little taste of it, and we'll just fade fade in, fade out because it's not that great. 
You love to let people know how many listens, monthly listens something has. I feel like it's a metric that you need to kind of talk about in this day and age, you know? You're ahead of the curve. I don't think I'm ahead of it, but I think I'm... You're like a joker. Okay. (laughs) Oh, I hate that. Do you like dub... Did you ever like dubstep? No. Okay. Yeah, I didn't either. No, but I like like some electronic music. I think we talked I about did, yeah, yeah. We talked about Head Automatic Head Automatica. Like oh, they're on tour again. Oh, are they? Yeah, they're doing um what festival? They're doing a festival with um. Well, they're doing a festival. They're probably not on tour. Though. No, they're not on tour. But I guess they're they're, they're festival. Days. Yeah, they're doing a festival with like I think MXPX. I want to say like wow. Yeah, it's like one of those weird like fests where it's like you know like when you were young but not really. Uh-huh. I saw MXPX once. Yeah. <laughs> only once? <laughs> yeah, only once. Oh, well. How many times have you seen them? I've seen I've seen MXPX once. I think it was like 2005. Only once, dickhead? Only once. Just... You see, you're the exact same boat as I am. <laughs> okay. you like... I saw them at a red, white, and boom. You're listening to the the How Many Times Have You Seen MXPX Pissing Contest uh-huh. podcast. Yeah, they're playing. Uh, the band is not sad. They're doing a couple fests. There's Sad Summerfest, and they're doing... I think uh, with Fugazi, <laughs> they're doing the dead air test. Yes, fast. Who gives a fuck? Oh, you don't. You don't care. Yeah, I, I'm bored again. <laughs> okay, great. All right. Well, then, if you're bored again, we'll go to this. Well, hey, if you're bored, I'll play another song by Black Cards. Okay. Uh, this is a song called "End of Pretend." It's a it's a song with Black Cards and one Matthew Coma. Do you know who that is? No. That is the husband of uh, Hillary Duff. I believe. Oh, okay. Yeah. We've talked about the husband of Hillary Duff on this podcast before. No, I, think we, I think we talked about Hillary Duff's fat dunker. <laughs> yeah, and she gave him a blowage on the back. Oh, that's right. Yes, yes, you're right. I forgot about that episode. All right, yeah, this is a song called End of Pretend. It's probably not that good. Wanna bet? Yeah, well. Um, I have some... I, I'm gonna engage. Oh, you're gonna engage me? I have things to say about black cards. Okay. Um, so I read an interview um, kind of before any Black Cards music was released from Pete. Uh-huh. Um, and I'm going to have to paraphrase this quote because it's a little bit all over the place. But Pete says that the Black Cards are going to be a ska, electronic, dance, reggae, British rock mashup. Go to fucking hell, Peter. <laughs> Peter, come on. I can tell you that obviously it does not come to fruition. He probably wanted a fucking no doubt situation, but he never really kind of got it. That is kind of like if you if you were like an like, um you know I hate I hate AI. Yes, but if you were to kind of put in like Scott electronic dance reggae British rock mashup, it would probably sound like a pretty bad no doubt song. Yeah, absolutely. But if somehow they had figured out a way to make that good, like, I mean electronic uh, roots influence like mod rock. I would say no to it. I, yeah, kind of on board, but yeah. Yeah, guess what? Doesn't happen. Maybe no, you and I can start that band. Do you want to? Do you want to get a trumpet and How's... I'll play? I'll lay the I'll lay some real roots reggae bass down for you. <laughs> How is bass playing going? It's good. I mean, I play every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I kind of just noodle around. I play uh, play some Arctic Monkey stuff. I I learned the bass line to um, Dance Dance. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I know the dance the bass line to what's that one song from So Much for Stardust? Uh, Hold Me Like a Grudge. I play that. <laughs> oh well yeah no no it's very no there's no groove at all Uh uh-huh but um yeah you know i you know i i i noodle around every day so yeah i enjoy it i don't play video games anymore i just play bass okay when when does diablo come out i mean well next week (laughs) i mean hold on there buddy 
But yeah. Okay. Uh, next song for Use Your Disillusion is a song called FTW, which people, if you're a, not a gamer, uh, you'll know stands for For the Win. Or fuck the world, I guess. I'm giving I'm giving fingers oh, up okay. to the world right now. Well, yeah. If you're if you're a pessimist, it's a uh, fuck the world. But I yeah. think it's for the win. I don't know. We'll have to we'll have to ask him. We'll have to ask Pete when he's on the show. I would never ask him that. I'll, I would ask him that when if, he's on the show. I'm gonna ask him that. Make we'll make a note of that. Like I'll write that down. If if I was ever like friends with Pete Wentz and he tried he tried to talk to me about black cards. I'd probably interrupt him and be like, shut the fuck up. I oh, yeah, I I'm sure care. you fucking would. <laughs> yeah, this, this song sucks. All right, next song. Uh, let's make it over that, though. Let's try to get Pete on the show, and then uh-huh. we'll ask him. Well, that'll be one of our... Like, hey, Pete, when you came up with User Dissolution, and you used FTW, was that fuck the world or for the win? Yeah. It's not and be if, like, well, I don't fucking know. It's not if, it's when he's on the podcast. Exactly. Do you have more black card songs? There's one more black card song, so I'll just I'll just roll around with the whole fucking thing. I know it's very boring. I know it sucks. I know you're rolling your eyes. You can't even tell if I'm rolling my eyes. I saw you roll your eyes when you turned over this way. I'm having a good time. I'm having a great time. Yeah. I had a whole big old glass of sake and... Uh, and sake to me. Sake to me, baby. <laughs> uh, this song is called Talk Dirty with Amba Shepard. I don't know who that is, but if a uh, listener, if you do, you can send us an email at dorktreepod at gmail.com. And we'll get into this. Talk dirty. It's going to sound like every other song that's been on this fucking album. Yeah. <laughs> you know who would like this song? Hmm. Derek. <laughs> or this whole album, I think. If I were Derek and I was listening to this, this podcast, and every time bad music was played, and we were <laughs> like, I bet Derek likes us, I would beat the shit out of us. <laughs> if he could, which he cannot. <laughs> oh, he would love that fucking drop. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I don't, there's, I don't even know, like, we're probably not equipped to even have, like, a thoughtful conversation about this kind of music, because yeah, who, who uh, you have to, you'd have to be, like, a DJ or someone who, who's an get, ex- Ooh, hold on. <laughs> we can get an actual DJ on this show that's, like, a well-known DJ. DJ from Full House? No, DJ Shelko. Oh. <laughs> hold on. Hey, call those fucking punk cred, uh, you know, favors in. Get fucking DJ Shelko on this fucking show. Okay, look, this is an open call out. If anyone who listens to this podcast, I'm not going to do it. I, I I, am totally on board with this. We'll have Shelko on the podcast. Okay, I, little uh, backstory. Um, we have a friend who we went to high school with named Shelko who has a, a successful, like, kind of DJ and, like, uh, like music making career. I haven't talked to him in, like, 15 years. I think we're still friends on Facebook, though. Oh, I know I'm still friends with Shelko. If anyone could reach out to DJ Shelka. No, you fucking do it. You you grew up with him. We could just <laughs> Hold on, stop. We could just re, we could just DM Shelko right now. Be like, "Hey, come on our stupid podcast." If and any, he would do it. If anyone wants to do it for me, <laughs> okay. Because I think I want I want there to be a little bit more of a grassroots like, you know. Oh, okay. You want you want you essentially want him to have a fan reach out <laughs> and be like, "Oh, Oh, I didn't know Mick had a podcast. Yeah. Because he's like, obviously, I don't care. Yeah. Uh, you want, you're like, oh, I heard Mick has a podcast. I'll reach out to Mick. Mm-hmm. And so you you want that sort of like that upper hand on him. No. <laughs> no? I just don't want to tell anyone that I have a podcast. Oh, well, that's fair. <laughs> no, no, no. I tell everyone I have a podcast. You'd be like, oh, I have a podcast. With who? You're like, oh, don't worry about it. You didn't change your subject. <laughs> uh, you remember Joseph Doring? I have a podcast with him. Of course. Him. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> it's me and the Joseph Doring podcast. Yeah, it's me and Chase Gar. We've got a podcast. <laughs> You're listening to random people. Doxing random people from high school. (laughs) Yeah, Jared Jarvis was there. 
Uh, anyways. Sounds like a fake name. Yeah, well. Okay, so that's essentially, listeners, we did all the legwork for you. You do not, if you want to listen to the black cards, you can, but we just give you a little taste of it. That's all that, it's really five songs. Uh-huh. It's this little Use Your Disillusion album and then the one BB Rexa song. There are some more songs on YouTube that I kind of like was right. bouncing back and forth a little bit, but I was like, a lot of them are like remixes of other well, songs. Well, yeah, they, they so. just, yeah, they do their remixes for like other artists. Yeah. But this, in terms of their actual like, this is what we're putting out, the mm-hmm. content, like that's that's what it is. Yeah. It bears repeating. The re- it just never really got off the ground. So it's not even, there's even like a ton to talk about. Yeah. Do you want to get into why there's probably not a lot here? Why they didn't get off the ground? You can. Yeah. So during the hiatus. Uh, Peter Wentz uh, was married to one Ashley Simpson. Yeah. And uh, one of the major things that happened to him during this hiatus period was that he was going through a divorce. Yes. With uh, Ashley Simpson. Um, From what I've seen, like I did some research for it. It's all like, obviously like it's young people getting divorced, but it's pretty amicable. They they both share custody of their kid Bronx. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's 50, 50 too. Um, yeah, I think 50 52. That's 102%. Yeah, I think um sorry. They <laughs> initially like I I read one article where Pete's talking about it and he's like saying like yeah, initially we tried to do it with lawyers, but lawyers just kind of like pit you against each other to kind of like mm-hmm. make money for themselves. I think afterwards like him and Ashley kind of just settled it between each other. I I think it was like pretty a pretty friendly divorce, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but she did, you know, he was kind of like, I saw like, a couple of articles with like him and Howard Stern where he's talking about like, yeah, she, I feel like shit because she like kind of fucked me over like at my <laughs> lowest point essentially. Yeah. But I mean, that's like anybody when you're like 24 years old or like 26 or whatever and you go through a breakup and you're like, oh, well, fuck this person, uh-huh. you know? Yeah. I, I, just to, I, I'm not, I'm obviously not making a joke or making light of any of this. I think Pete is a guy who struggled with drug use and drug addiction. Oh, yeah. Off. Um, and mental health issues, yeah. You know the 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 uh, the stresses of being that famous. Ashley Simpson is also massively famous. I think it just it, I, I, it's probably a very stressful situation to have a relationship, raise a kid, do, be married. Yeah. Uh, and I think you know they uh, they made the decision to divorce and and and. I think they're both better off. I feel like they they both kind of are in a good place with their their new mm-hmm. partners. Yeah. Do you think Pete was there backstage at SNL when she did that fucking? Uh, <laughs> That 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 infamous episode of Saturday Night Live. <laughs> I, I I don't know. Who, let I me mean, see. What, let me see what year it was. Yeah, it depends on what year it was. Because if it's in like the early, if it's in 2010, he's probably on tour. Yeah, maybe. So, uh, let's see. So it happened in. We'll put it in the cliff in the in the show. The notes. cliff notes. Yeah. <laughs> you know I, why I said because I, I, in a second here we're going to talk about Pete Wentz's book. And oh, was, it was I, way before, and I was trying to find the cliff notes for the book. Oh, Guess okay. what? There are there are none. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll talk about I'll talk about what I've got for the the, the book. But actually, so the SNL performance with uh, Pieces of Me with Ashley Simpson happened in 2004. Oh my god! Yeah, so it was way before they even got married. So you know, there's that. I guess he might have been backstage. He might have been if he's just like <laughs> he's like, oh, this is my slam piece, Jeez Ashley Simpson. Christ. Um, I do have, I, so I, uh, yeah, there's not a lot to go into with the, the divorce. Cause yeah. this isn't, we're not fucking TMZ. We're not going to go into like all this. And weird. we want to keep it light. Exactly. Yeah. But with that said, I did kind of look on YouTube to kind of see if I could get any like juicy tips, any juicy, anything on this okay. divorce. So I found a video from 10 years ago 
Uh, <laughs> yeah. The YouTube account is uh, Cleaver News. C-L-E-V-V-E-R. I guess it was actually a pretty big. It was uh, for a little bit in 2013. It was one of the 10 most viewed uh, YouTube channels in the world. Oh, okay. I've never heard of it. You didn't, neither have I. Yeah. Um, but uh, they ha- it's, it's just basically YouTube TMZ, and they have these little like, okay. three-minute clips. Um, so if you want to check that out, go ahead if it's not very interesting. But I will tell you, the video starts with one uh, Deidre Behar. I think I'm saying her name right. She's uh, welcome to Cleaver News. Um, and this is a quote. Okay. Pete Wentz talks addiction, divorce, and paranoia. Yikes, you guys. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> really, really, really bad 2013 uh, journalism. Just like really weird clickbait stuff. Um, uh-huh. So then, like I do, I was going to kind of try to personally attack this Deidre Behar guy. Of course, yes, yes, <laughs> like you do. Um, and I was like, Deidre Behar, I know I know that name from somewhere. Is it Joy Behar's daughter or something? No, you know what I did? I got confu- I got her confused with Deidre Bader. <laughs> Who the fuck is Diedrich Bader? Diedrich Bader is the guy. Um, he's in Office Space. He's in Napoleon Dynamite. He's Rex. He's Rex Quando. Oh, the guy from the Drew Carey show. Yes. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> you know, he was on like Whose Line Is It Anyway? Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. <laughs> There's uh, a lot of crossover with our our listeners and uh, fans of Whose Line Is It Anyway? Yes. Yeah. Well, also, and he was a big meme on the message board you and I used to go to. Oh, that's right. He, he was, was the, 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 the watch your cornhole dude yeah. <laughs> from Office Space. Yeah. Um, so yeah, a shout out to Dijek Bader. Yeah. I want to be on the podcast. Shout out. Yeah. We'll happily have you on the show. Um, as long as it's not the episode where we have Pete on, cause he might need more of the time. <laughs> um, okay. So, I mean, that's, that's pretty much it for the divorce. Obviously like Pete's going through a lot. I feel like this is sort of like the hiatus period is where Pete is like, Hey, I'm happy with not being sort of like the, the tabloid guy. Mm-hmm. And he's like, hey, I'm just gonna, I'm raising my fucking kid. I'm going through a divorce. Like, I'm obviously he's dealing with a lot of stress, but I feel like this is sort of the beginning of him being like, hey, I think that we could just be a band and not have to worry about me being like the sort of the star of the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in terms of like maybe like in the the long term, it's sort of helping the band itself mm-hmm. as Pete kind of works through these things on his own. Yeah, I mean, th- this is not like a um, behind the music no. hiatus where like someone dies and. Uh, you know, uh, there's like a, a Yoko Ono or and like, uh, you know, these massive like tragedies. They're really just like four dudes from Chicago who are like, I think we should take a break. Maybe yeah. kind of try our own music, um, write our own books and kind of reconvene when it feels right. Right. Do you want to touch a little bit on are you ready to talk about? Let's Pete's- talk about the book. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, hey, good. Thank you for the segue. Yeah. Do you want to get into, into the book? Yeah. So uh, apparently um, Pete. For six years, up until 2012, is that when the book came out? I think it was, yeah. Um, had been working on this, so pretty much during the entirety of like Fallout Boy's like kind of fame. Um, 2013, I'm sorry, but yeah. Uh, whatever. Had yeah. been slowly working on this book called Gray. G-R-A-W. Why? A-W? <laughs> Graw. Yeah. So he's been writing this book called Graw. With um, Gavin DeGraw. <laughs> um, and it's basically, I think you, you said it, you off mic, you said it perfectly. It's, it's, um, eight mile. It's eight mile. Yeah. It's, it's, he tries to like kind of write the story about like this guy who's in a band and every, every night he's in a new town. Yeah. Um, and there's drugs and different women. And I 
guess if the story, if there is a story to this book, it's kind of about um, a woman that he dated before the band got yeah, big. Yeah, it's like on and off person, yeah. And then he dates, and then there's like a fallout because he thinks... The, a fallout? Uh, <laughs> okay, I see what you're doing. Uh, there's a fallout between uh, the, the 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 woman and the character who we'll just call Pete. I don't, yeah. know, I don't even know what... Yeah, yeah. It's um, probably like a, a purple rain thing where he's like, "Oh, I'm kid. Call me kid." <laughs> um, Pete thinks that the his like hometown girlfriend is like cheating on him, so they break up. And he, in the book, he marries like a movie star, like a big like a, a pop star, like a pop star, or something okay. like that. And then they break up. And at the end of the book, I think he's like fantasizing about the the first girlfriend. Oh, okay. Um, <clears throat> a very twenty something book. Uh huh. If you so if you go on to like um Fallout Boy like spaces, Fallout Boy Reddits, mm-hmm. everyone is like, this book is actually like pretty good. Yeah. Um if you go anywhere else, it's <laughs> it is torn yeah, yeah, apart. Yeah, yeah. Um Yeah, it's 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 rough. Yeah. That was that was one of the things I was gonna bring up is like uh I feel like I was like, Yeah, this book's actually really well received by a lot uh-huh. of places I've found I've seen. But it's always like I look at the reviews and it's always like, oh, I'm a huge Fallout Boy fan. So it's sort of like that that sort of bias that kind of comes with the fandom. Of course, yeah. Uh, uh, but he wrote the book with a uh, a James Montgomery. Do you know who that is? I do not know. So he's just sort of like a. I guess before he did this book, he was just a an MTV staff writer, like Ooh. MTV news guy. So it's one, it's one of those things where it's like, hey, I'm uh, just a guy who has a story to tell, and here's this person who's probably went to school for journalism, and he's gonna just write the book the correct way for me. Okay. But yeah. Like kind of a ghostwriter, a ghostwriter, but sort of a co-author. I okay. guess. Okay. Yeah. Um, the book also like at weird times turns like kind of into like an erotic novel. Do you want me to? Oh read wait, it? does it really? <laughs> Please go on. Do you want me to? Do, I uh, yeah. I'm not sure the guest wants us to read this. Book. Guest, get ready to get your boners popped. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna read a small ex- excerpt. Okay. Apparently, this I, I will say I have to be fair. This does not represent the totality of the book. Okay. But there are a couple moments where it has this weird uh, Fifty Shades of... Eroticism. (laughs) Um, So, and this is, I quote, she says something like, come in me or come on me. Uh, barely whispering over this, the sounding of, of her panting. I realize there is a pretty big difference between the two options. Oh, my God. Um, so it can be, it's like, it's kind of like a little bit, it's a little, it's a little horny. It's a little bonk bonk. I'm going to have to read this book. Yeah, you're getting breaked up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you just started sweating for I'm, I'm, I'm sweating <laughs> so hard right now. Um, fuck hostage negotiations. I would have been romance. I, I, I would have been romanced last terrorists. Uh, loves last. Are you, re- are you reading something from the book? <laughs> I, th- <laughs> I think this is. I actually think this is a um, uh, and uh, spell uh, 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 what do you not a spelling error? Like a what do you call that? This is like a misprint. In, oh, in, okay, okay, yeah. I hope it is because <laughs> the sentence doesn't make any sense. Uh, loves last chance. Now I can't even be bothered to whip up some fake tears. Ew. It's a lot of just kind of stuff like that. Well, we know that Pete is sort of like a. Uh, he kind of hams it up. He's like uh-huh. a ham. He's like chewing up scenery, and I feel like we see it in his songs. And I, I did read some kind of critical reviews where they're like, yeah, I feel like there might have been something here to this story, but it's sort of Pete tries to make everything a metaphor. Uh-huh. And I can kind of see that because it kind of writes songs the same way. And it works better with songs because it's obviously mm-hmm. it's a two-minute chunk. But if you have a whole story where there's no real um, direction and you're sort of like making everything a metaphor, it's just like it just falls apart. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and I'm not sure, like, who's going out of their way to, like, read a 
somewhat autobiographical, romantic, horny novel from... I'll go out of my way to read it. (laughs) Um, But you can get it on Amazon. I'm sure if you ordered it uh, tonight, you'd probably have time that you would get it by tomorrow. Absolutely. Um, Yeah, I mean, for for Grey, obviously, like I said, it it borrows heavily from Peter's experience. Um, I guess it's a coming-of-age story, but it's also biographical, but not. It's also fiction, so... It's kind of all over the place. I feel like it's very much like a uh, baby's first attempt at writing a book. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. One of the biggest takedowns is this guy, uh, Tom Hawking, uh, on the website Flavorwire. Mm-hmm. Basically just say, like he, uh, to paraphrase, he says this guy thinks he's Holden Caulfield. Um, he's, like, mean, he's like yeah. rock, and, rock and roll Holden Caulfield. Right, right, right. So if that's something, something you'd want to read, um, seek therapy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just looking at the cover for the book, it looks like a fucking Chuck Palahniuk book. Yeah. Have you ever seen? Have you seen the cover? Yeah, I was waiting for you to say the the Chuck Palahniuk thing because it does have that kind of shades of Chuck Palahniuk. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like you know, I feel like probably Pete's read every single Chuck Palahniuk book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, to, in fairness, this this was kind of like a very popular storytelling style. Like it was between, yeah. I guess, kind of the the early two thousands to the aughts. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was gonna say it's it's it kind of went on for a long time. People yeah. were writing stories like this, so. Like sex lies and videotape and all that <laughs> shit, yeah. So absolutely, yeah. That's the brief but history hey, of he. He wrote a book. That's more than I could say. I've tried to write a book. It did not work. So, <laughs> did you try and write a book? Yeah, I will probably I will probably self publish it one day <laughs> under a pseudonym. You were the most stereotypical like thirty something millennial. Sorry, bro. Dude, who's ever existed. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I'm no, editing this no. out. I'm editing this out. No, don't edit it out. Okay. Um, I mean, do you have anything else for for Pete during his uh, his hiatus years? No, I I think that's I think we've we've done proper uh, credit to all to all the boys, you know. Yeah, for sure. I mean, obviously, we don't have a lot of like recorded stuff of Pete. Like, we can't really play a song that Pete sang or something like we yeah. did for Patrick. But mm-hmm. you know, he wasn't really putting that kind of content out, so it's like mm-hmm. we really can't do anything about it. I will say the one thing I kind of like was a little bit illuminating uh, when reading about like what Pete was up to. Uh huh. Um, he's still like doing a bunch of drugs. He still is, is he? like he yeah he still oh. like like battles with like uh, like pill addictions from that time. Apparently he went through in like 2011 a really bad like uh, paranoia, um, uh, I guess issue. Oh he, really? Where he thought he was being recorded. And he was like calling the police and having like private like contractors come in and check the house for like bugs like w- wires like um oh like, shit people were, like recording him. I did not know that. Um. So yeah. I, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. But you know, I I think I I think he's uh I I don't I, again I don't want to make light of that kind of s- stuff or or try and turn it into a joke. Uh huh. Um, but you know, it seems like Pete is a troubled guy, but for the most part, kind of handles it yeah i mean definitely after the hiatus i feel like he sort of i mean i i feel like in terms of you and i in terms of like following with the boys Mm -hmm. um i feel like now pete's got it under control he's got he's he's kind of a down-to-earth dude and he's like yeah i'm famous whatever but Mm -hmm. i'm not like i'm not in the tabloids or whatever i so maybe that's something we'll kind of kind of keep seeing as we kind of lead up to so much for stardust yeah but I think, you know, I feel like the hiatus did Pete good. Um, I guess that remains to be seen as we kind of move forward in the, the the chronology. Yeah, I mean, after the hiatus, did the whole band very good financially. Financial, absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah, so you want to take another break? 
I do want to. So, um, I, I, when we come back from this break, okay, we'll we'll talk about Pax Am days. We're gonna we'll we'll finally get to it. We'll do a little Pax Am days, yeah, uh, chunk. But um, before we get to that, there are a couple things kind of leading up to the end of the hiatus. Sure, or like the kind of as they come back from the hiatus, I want to. Okay, well then, yeah, that's actually good because I was gonna save it for after we came back. But if you want to go into it now, then I've got something as well. Cool. Let's. Um, I have a couple quotes from Joe, and this is okay. So in um, at the end of throughout 2012, they had kind of started talking about getting back together again. Yeah, it's a little bit of a slow burn. It takes them a little bit to kind of like. Let me stop you. Is this from two? Is this quote from 2012? I think it's yes. Okay. Yes, ish. I have one from 2009 then. So just to chronologically like make it make sense, uh, I have one from Pete, which I guess is like uh them going just after the hiatus okay um so this I'll is shut the fuck up yeah so please shut the fuck up uh pete had a an interview with kerrang which we mentioned on the show a few times mm-hmm. in 2009 uh kind of just discussing uh why they went on hiatus so uh his quote was my biggest personal reason for taking a break is that i feel my name has become a hindrance to the band uh patrick is a musical genius and it's unfortunate that he gets reviewed based on whatever's going on in my personal life or how my hair looks i think the world needs a little less pete wentz and a lot more people think follow boy is me but it's the four of us uh-huh uh so that's just sort of how he felt like right after the hiatus that's a beautiful quote yeah thank you i expected a couple- i can't believe i read it so easily when i'm drunk <laughs> I expected in a couple of years when this podcast goes on a hiatus to you have you are gonna couple have a, years couple months <laughs> you're gonna have a similar um, type quote where you have to apologize to me Beatrix <laughs> uh, and Louis and, and Poop Ro- and RoboCop and <laughs> and Alec Baldwin <laughs> uh, a couple a couple of months old we're not we're not ever stopping I'm this joking I'm yes, doing, we're of course doing this not forever yeah for sure um yeah so, uh, I, there's a lot of quotes like that I'm glad you brought that up there is a lot yeah. of like just like um. You know, we're we're part well, they were of, the biggest band in the world. Yeah. You know? We 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 also probably misrepresent them when we say they went on hiatus. Like I said earlier, like mm-hmm. they really just needed a break. Yeah, for sure. Um in this time, uh Patrick got married. Oh, that's right, yeah. They and did. Pete was his best man. Was he really? Yeah. Oh, I did not know that. So that's the, very cool. Reaffirming things to let you know that like, this was not like they were not like sick of each other, they didn't hate each other. Right, yeah. Um That's very cool. I did not know that. I love that. But um yeah, before you so rudely cut me off, I'm I didn't so want to talk about. So, um, th- in 2012, they had kind of started the the momentum is getting back to like, okay, what should we start doing stuff? And, yeah, the black arts didn't work out. I need to fucking make money. <laughs> and Soul Punk and the damn things didn't work out. <laughs> yeah. Um. So apparently, everyone was pretty quick to be like, okay, let's let's get this back together. Except for Joe. Joe oh, okay. was the one person who was like, ah, I don't know, I'm not sure I'm ready. This that, and the other thing. Hmm. Um, apparently, according to Joe, there was like a four hour kind of group call where they just kind of like were shooting the shit and kind of trying to sell Fallout Boy back to Joe. Really? Yeah. Oh wow. Um, and he was the last one. He was like, he was very adamant. He's like, I don't want to half-ass this. We have to be like, we have to be sincere. We have to be like a real band. I don't yeah. want to. I don't want to keep playing Sugar. We're going down. Like, we have to write new music. <laughs> yeah, we have to write crappier music. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, I, I just, I, I, once again, you know, Joe, the love, the our favorite son. from The heart and soul of the band, <laughs> Joe Troman. But I will say, uh, uh, the interview I watched where Joe was explaining this, it's just Joe and Patrick. Okay. Um, and so Joe is kind of recounting, like, how, like, oh, yeah, um, 
I was on a video call with them. I was the last person to come back. Um, and, he's like, and he says, I don't want to do this for the money. This is not about the money. Um, I want to write uh, real music. I want to be a real band. <laughs> okay. The best part about this is like Patrick is sitting there like very quietly um, because Patrick lost all of his money. <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah. Uh, you know, Pat, uh, we we, kinda, we didn't talk on we didn't talk too much about it. I think we talked about it very briefly. Yeah, like Patrick lost a lot of money on Soul. Yeah, Sun. he went into debt to like hire a whole band uh-huh. and go on tour with them. Yeah. Um, and so it's very funny that Joe's <laughs> Joe's like, we're not doing this for the money, and Patrick is like, no, <laughs> yeah, no, nah, bro, <laughs> we're not. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm straight. I'm straight. I'm good. Um, so yeah, that's that's that. Yeah, I think in terms of the money as well, I think there's a. a an episode or maybe like Pete talked about it, but he was very active on Twitter. Mm-hmm. He was like, yeah, if we come back from hiatus, like it's not going to be about for money. It's like, I want to do something that's like worth my time to do. Exactly. So, yeah. Um, with that said, do you want to take a little break before we go into PAX M days? Let's listen to a little BB Rexa. Oh, sure. Yeah. You want to hear like new BB Rexa? Because that's the, the, that's the, so before we fucking Eiffel 65 song. Okay. <laughs> All right. So uh, uh, listeners also, you know, obviously BB Rexa leaves we we should talk about this now. BB Rexa leaves the Black Cards, takes a couple years to sort of just like do songwriting, but then in like 2014 she blows up. She has a a song called uh, "Drinking About You," and I have no idea. Yeah, it has a song called like "I'm Drinking About You." Uh, <laughs> in terms of like Spotify success, like BB Rexa has three songs over a billion streams. Yeah, that's each, a billion streams is like way more than any single Fall Out Boy song is on Spotify. <laughs> Um, you want to talk about the I'm blue? Uh, I'm the good song. I'm I'm good. Yeah, let's start, okay. Just play it. So this is BB Rexa. I'm good. Her one of her newer songs. This song was everywhere. It's also like one of the worst songs ever written. <laughs> Eiffel sixty five. Uh huh. And we'll be right back with Pax Am Days. This is a good song. Yeah, it is. Sure. You're listening to From Under the Door Tree. This is Courtney Barnett's Avant Gardener. This is a good song. Mm-hmm. You like this song? Yeah, it is a good song. Very, uh, like, 70s psychedelic rock. Music. <laughs> uh, music. Is this the first time you're ever hearing this song? I've never heard, yeah, I've never heard yeah. Courtney Barnett. We were talking about this on the break a little bit, you know, so I was like, there you go. I'm glad we didn't hear any of the vocals and we just heard the first. Thank God. <laughs> Get a copyright strike. Um, what's up? Are we are we ready? To, are we ready to go? Yeah. What's up, motherfucker? Um, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Let's get in. You want to get? Well, okay, listener. We're gonna be going over Paxam days. Do you have any research on this? No. Oh. Okay. Well, it's just me then. Yeah. No, I have research. Okay. <laughs> uh, so Paxam days is a 2013 EP by the band Fallout Boy. Um. Famously recorded in two days, uh, recorded unbeknownst to me after the release of Save Rock and Roll. I feel like a fucking idiot. Yeah, it's okay. Don't- that no. So I, last episode, I was real pissed at you, but it's not because it was. I wasn't pissed at you. I was mad because I had this whole narrative going that like Paxim Days was sort of like this cathartic thing that they kind of needed to do 
and get out of their system before they went fully pop. Yeah, yeah. And that kind of made sense, like, as a storyline for me. Uh Uh-huh. But turns out I'm a fucking idiot. And they came out with this, like, seven months after the release of Save Rock and Roll. So... But it it makes sense, though, right? Yeah, we're we're skipping around a little bit. Okay. So, like, this is, like chronologically after saving saving rock and roll Mm -hmm. saving cock and balls is like like saving private privates privates (laughs) um but uh the 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 idea remains they they felt the need to like have like a like we want to have like kind of like grungy edgy punky record yeah and so when they release it doesn't really matter they released it it was it was yeah autumn of 2013 Um, um here we are. We're going to talk about it. Yeah, let's fucking get into it. So, before we get into the actual song track, track by track, the album cover. McEnroe. John on McEnroe. The cover, yeah. On the cover. Snapping a fucking <laughs> racket. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think that uh, they, I, I saw a quote where they, they justified this uh, album cover by saying that, like, we are the uh, John McEnroe is the is the it, we, we are we are the same. It's like the bad boy of tennis. The bad boy of tennis. The bad boy of like pop punk, I guess, or or like I think that's what they're kind of going. <laughs> yeah, for. I get it. Yeah, for sure. You know, like they're like uh, we we don't fit in. Maybe it's not the bad boy. We don't fit in. Okay. You know. Well, they never really did. They're sort of like this this weird sort of amalgamation of pop punk and funk and yeah pop. I guess if I were to justify this insane sentence. Uh, tennis is a very kind of like uh, old a punk school sport. Rich, ri- tennis is like a, ri- a rich kid club, you yeah. know. Like you, you probably are rich if you get into it. And John McEnroe is like the the kind of wild child of the sport, the um, Happy Gilmore of tennis. You know, uh, Fall Out Boy became like big pop stars. They, they didn't have like rich parents. Um, they 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 weren't like incredibly rich parents, but, right? Yeah, you know they they made it in kind of on their own. So I guess in that sense, I can kind of see what they're going going for. John McEnroe does kick ass. He's very cool. Yes, <laughs> uh, a fixture of the the Thirty Rock sitcom, which I recently finished. Uh, he's you great. Love Thirty Rock. Uh, Thirty Rock was very good. So um, you know, thank you to Sam for recommending me to watch Thirty Rock. Thanks, Sam. She did. She was one of them. As well as Carly. Carly was Carly also wanted me to watch 30 Rock, so yes. Um yeah, so do you want to just get into it? Like or do you want to go like so obviously Paxim Days recorded in two days, mm-hmm. famously. Uh the band was like, hey, we gotta these we gotta exercise these demons. I don't know if that's actually true or that's just sort of like a promotional speak. Yeah, I mean I would imagine that they 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 came back from hiatus. Yeah. They put out this giant like poppy record, like massively overproduced pop record and save rock and roll. Mm-hmm. And they're they probably were like, you know, we're like we're we're punker dudes. Don't don't get it twisted. We're punker dudes. And probably before they like really took the plunge into being like, okay, now we're just like pop stars, they wanted to be like one last hurrah. That's yes. how I kinda like. I could see like, that. Yeah, what, for sure. For one last time we want to have like a like a punk record play, uh, paying homage to our punk idols, our punk roots. Um, we we did kind of plan on uh, uh, talking about this last episode, but Eric decided that we were talking for too long about Earth Crisis and Race Trader <laughs> that we couldn't do this. I enjoyed our talks about Race Trader and Earth Crisis. Yeah, it kicked ass. Yeah, I was really happy about it. Uh, was it was Mikey reached out? He really liked it. Uh, listener of the show, uh, homeboy Mikey. Uh, <laughs> nobody puts baby in the corner. Reached out. He was like, "Hey, this is some hard shit." And I was like, "Yeah, motherfucker, it's fucking hard." Our best guest. Yeah, one of the one of the OGs yes. for sure. 
Uh, shout outs to you. Uh, do you want to get into the first track? Uh, no, not yet. Okay, let's wait. Um, how's your day? How's your day going so far? How's your <laughs> Thursday? Don't fuck yourself. Uh, the owner, uh, so this was recorded at PAX Americana Recording Company. Uh, it's the name of the studio. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's owned by a guy named Ryan Adams. Ryan Adams was married. Do you not? Do you not know who Ryan Adams is? He was married to Mandy Moore, of course. Um, who? Where? Where else is his asshole from? Do you not know? Are you serious? Yes. Ryan Adams is like a like an actual like pop star. Uh, I mean, sort of like alternative pop star. He had a um. <laughs> Don't look at me and nod in that way. So okay, look. <laughs> You're going to you're going to talk shit about me right now for being like sort of like a a Swifty adjacent. Okay. But Taylor Swift's album 1986. Hey, it's Eric from the Future again. The album is 1989, not 1986. I'm a fucking idiot. Thank you. I never really listened to it, but Ryan Adams did a full on like acoustic like stripped down cover of that whole album and it's fucking chef's kiss. Okay. Uh, listener Alex, I know you're going to jump on my ass about this in the DMs. <laughs> It's a good album. I know you're going to jump on my ass, but like that Ryan Adams cover of 1986 is very good. Okay. Yeah. Ryan Adams is like a kind of, he's kind of a big deal. I don't believe you. Okay. But uh, yeah, whatever you say, dickhead. Okay. Um, yeah. So uh, the, Ryan Adams, cool guy. He's you a cool dude. Him. Yeah. Mick. <laughs> okay, great. Well, then if you got nothing else to say, we're going to go right into the, the beginning of Sam days. Uh, this is a song, track one, called We Were Doomed From The Start, parentheses, The King Is Dead. And we're going to kind of start like in the middle-ish, and uh, we'll kind of get into it. Rock and roll music. Yeah, rock and roll music. <laughs> These boys are going off. So obviously a much more like lo-fi uh, that, yeah. garage quality. rock. Yeah. Um, I have notes for every one of these songs pretty much of like what punk band I think they're trying to. Uh, oh yeah. Go into it or pay homage to this. Sounds like a dead Kennedy song a little bit with like the, the guitar tones. The it's kind of like a weird kind of like demented guitar tone. If that makes sense. Okay. Like, it doesn't really make sense. Like they, they switched the, the 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 chord progression like kind of a lot, uh-huh. um, but yeah, uh, uh, the 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 we 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 are doomed and uh, the king the Jesus is king, Jesus is king, Jesus is lord. <laughs> um, this whole record kind of has like some like vaguely religious stuff going sort on. Sort of, I feel like it's bit. more maybe more of like the position of like the the top. Mm-hmm. You know, like sort of like one above all kind of thing. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think they love Jesus. Uh, okay. I don't think Andy <laughs> does. Um, Just to get this out of the way. Yeah. Uh, Patrick sings like Lynn Danzig. Oh, absolutely. Thank uh, you. The, the whole record, he's uh, trying to do the whole Danzig thing. Um, do you I think that's more of like an homage to Danzig himself or just sort of like that's sort of the, the route that he's he has access to as that sort of that vocal tone? I think Patrick is uh, someone who respects like good vocalists. Yeah. And Glenn Danzig is like a weirdly kind of a really good singer. Uh, In terms of punk sphere. Yeah. Yeah. Like, for sure. Uh, he's got a lot of like range and the kind of, you know, Patrick does this. Like, uh, yeah. Mother. Yeah. So that's it's it's I feel like he is either intentionally or unintentionally like pulling from that yeah no no i remember when i was telling you about this i was like yeah dude it just sounds like the misfits like it's yeah. just yeah um yeah 
great song. That is a good song. It. I don't think there's any sort of meaning. It's just sort of more of like you know, the king is dead. Well, are the, are we the king and we're back? <laughs> Long live the king. Uh huh. Yeah, that's gonna be. I don't think these songs are about anything in particular. I think they're just kind of like we. In you know, you have two days to record like a, a punk EP. Just make up shit. Exactly. They're just like, yeah. let's do some cool, fast shit. Yeah. Uh, track two is going to be a song called The Art of Keeping Up Disappearances. Uh, a title I think is very clever. And we'll get into that right now. Could totally be the name of a Fall Out Boy song. Oh, for sure. Look at just Joe going off, though. <laughs> uh, the classic punk band comparison I have this is for Angry Samoans. Oh, okay. Uh, kind of like uh, really fast drums and kind of shreddy guitar. Like very like SoCal kind of like surfy kind of mm-hmm. stuff. Um, this song, this is another song about Fall Out Boy. Okay. In my theory. The art of keeping up disappearances. To mm-hmm. me, it's like this is kind of like their song about the hiatus. M- oh, okay. Maybe a little bit. Uh-huh. I don't know. Um, but yeah, good song. Yeah, that's a great song. I got nothing for this. I, I really only have, um, in terms of like punk rock comparisons, mm-hmm. uh, a couple of songs like um, Eternal Summer. So I'll bring that up then. Um, but these are all just good songs. Like they're good, fast, hard, simple songs. Uh-huh. Um, next song is called Hot to the Touch, Cold on the Inside. Uh, we'll get a little bit of that for you guys right now. your sacred crowd um so this song is obviously about hot pockets oh of course there is a tweet about it i actually looked this up oh are you serious yeah like there someone tweeted at pete and was like uh um you know hot hot to the touch cold to the inside uh and pete was like yeah that song's about hot pockets." that's fucking cool i love that (laughs) um is he is that actually what it's about i have no idea but you know at least he's trying to be fun he's having a little fun yeah um who's it jim gaffigan Remember that comedian? Oh, who's a big I mean, I don't that? remember. He's still an actual yes. active comedian. Um, if you want to play the beginning-ish of this song, just start from the beginning of "Love, Sex, Death." No, the the art, uh, the uh, hot, to, hot to the touch, cold to the. Oh, right from the beginning. Yeah, sure. Yes. Um, this song I think is their kind of like uh, British punk. This is very like Coxpire, Cockney Rejects, even okay. like Buzzcocks. It's like uh-huh. a very like kind of like British uh, punk, sound. sort of like building off of nothing, yeah, and building up like, as you go. Kind of like the um, I think you kind of hear that. Yeah, it's like it's like the kind of the the groundwork for like gang vocals. Yeah, yeah. I hate British punks. Uh, first of all, uh, uh, punk originated in New York, not England. Uh huh. Um, I'm the only person who still cares about this. Um, but they did kind of like. Well, you're close to 40 years old, so yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> but the the British punk scene, I think, does deserve credit for inventing kind of gang vocals. Well, British punk kind of started off as sort of like a money making ploy to kind of capitalize off of New York punk. Exactly. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's my note on that. I mean, like, yeah, the Sex Pistols are essentially like a boy band that exactly. was kind of like put together by a record company. If you put a, a made a boy band and put them on heroin, which sounds great. Well, only one of them. <laughs> Probably uh, all of them. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. 
Um, so Love, Sex, Death, I think, I think is the only song on this album that has an actual video to go with yes. it. But in the video itself is sort of like a, I don't think it was ever like really produced as like a, hey, we're going to make a video for this song. No, it's not even a real video. It's yeah, just it's a like bunch of quick tour like, footage. It's like a like minute, a second and a half like clips of them just being like, you know, love, sex, <laughs> death. <laughs> I think this is probably one of the weakest songs, despite it being probably the, one of the most popular songs on the album. I had a similar note, but the more I kind of listened to it, I was like, I think this is one of the better songs. Okay. I, I think I definitely, in my opinion, uh, I think it's definitely like this album is sort of like bottom heavy. Uh, I like a lot. I like a lot of the songs like towards the end. You know, I love a bottom heavy album. <laughs> All right. So this is Love, Sex, Death. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's quick, dirty. You know, each song is not even like a minute 50 is the longest song on this album. Yeah. Or no, a one, two, 241. Uh, this sounds like a Dag Nasty song. Okay. Uh, in general, it just kind of sounds like, like the DC hardcore thing. Like DC, DC hardcore kind of has like its, its own unique sound where it's kind of like very fast. Uh-huh. And it's kind of like these like super like kind of like sh- like strumming power chords like okay. as fast as you can and the and the drums are, are fast and then kind of the in the bridge it's like the like a din 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 yeah it's like three chords yeah um you want you uh dag nasty is a great band you they're probably most famous for being travis barker's uh tattoo <laughs> where is it at travis barker's can i say tattoo oh on his stomach yes yeah. is like uh is a, from a dag nasty song oh okay i did not know that um, you also see the Stanley Cup being uh thrown in the video. In the video, yeah, I did. I definitely <laughs> saw that. Lord, well, they're, they're both they're big they're big hockey fans. I think I think Chicago won uh the Stanley Cup the year this came out. So I wouldn't be surprised. Mm. In 2013, I think I think Chicago won that year. So Fuck I the Blackhawks, dude. <laughs> yeah. So. Where are we at? Give us an update. Where are we at right now in the 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 Stanley Cup final or? quarterfinals western western conference finals it's 2-2 going into the third oh i hate that i don't want to hear that um but you know we're up 3-0 so yeah but like i said i we told you like i told you this during the break it's like i i want i don't want sports to be over as soon as possible <laughs> i just don't want to have to worry about a fucking team coming back from a 0-3 you know uh-huh. deficit um oh my god uh next song is a song called eternal summer and we'll play a little bit for you guys right now. We just skip to the middle. Now, so I had a comparison for this, but I guess I'll, I'll flip towards the beginning of it because the beginning I get like right here. This reminds me of end of a year. Yeah. I Do you kind of hear that a little bit? Like, yeah, like you are beneath me. Mm-hmm. It's sort of like that weird, like, sort of like what song is that called i mean it's hard to tell from that album because they're all they're all fucking like author names on that fucking (laughs) album but yeah to me i was like oh i get huge like end of a year vibes yeah i think i think end of a year pulls a lot from like that kind of late 80s early 90s like straight edge youth crew kind of stuff yeah i have youth of today and like gets written down um so I think we're saying the same thing. Yeah. I, I have that kind of like. But you're you're talking more about like the the ref the uh, the inspiration for the reference that I'm making. So like, yes, yeah, exactly. yeah, it's sort of like boiled down. 
Yes, I'm just like big, big dicking. Yeah, that's fine. Making an older reference than the one you're making. Thank you. That's all that. I mean, I, I get it. Um, demigods. The next song. Demigods. This is um, a good song. That's a good song. I think I uh, when I was brushing my teeth this morning. Uh huh. I kind of like jabbed in the back of my throat. You gag a little bit? No, I have, I don't have a gag. You don't have a gag? Like, yeah. so. You know that. Oh, I do know that. Um, and I was like bleeding a lot, like oh. before I came over here, like bleeding, like. <laughs> okay. What do you mean? What do you? Why do you say it like that? No, no, no. I'm just like I'm concerned for you. Are you okay? <laughs> I know you had dental work not not too long oh, ago. God. I'm fine. I'm just saying that like I'm just letting you know. I kind of like I I think I hurt you my hurt mouth a little bit. I'm sorry. I kind of feel it a little bit in the back of my throat. You okay? You mean yeah, massage okay. it with my tongue a little Dude, bit? Jesus Christ. Um, so that was Demigods by Fall Out Boy. <laughs> so the last two songs, I think, are the, the strongest songs. American Made and Caffeine Cold are both wow, very strong songs. Uh, this is American Made. But this is also where he's like the most dancing in this mm. song. Uh, to me, this sounds like a Descendants, Descendants oh, really? song. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Kind of clacky, clacky drum tones and kind of like just yeah. interesting guitar uh, riffs, you know. Mm-hmm. You're petting a cat right now. I am. This is I'm petting poop, not human feces. Do you want to like? Do you want her to be the first guest on the podcast? Oh my god, poop! Are you on the poop? Say something. <laughs> Give her poop. the mic. Poop. Oh, she just jumped off the stool. <laughs> All right, never mind. Wow. Doesn't bode well. For I'm her. touching the mic. <laughs> Well, we tried to get Louis, the fifth Beatle, on the fucking show a couple shows ago, and yeah. he was like, no, i got to go see a, a movie by myself. Yeah, this is a good time to call him out and be like, hey, we, we wanted you on the podcast, and you basically... You get one invitation, and that's <laughs> fucking it. No, you know what? I'm giving you another invitation. Louis, whenever you want to be on the podcast, let us know. I guess you could say, yeah, Louis has an... As a as a person who is the one of the pillars of the show... Of course. It's Louis, me... Or it's, it's Louis, you... Me to a lesser extent, uh, Alec Baldwin and Robocop. Yes. Those are the pillars of the show. Louis, you have an open invitation. Whenever you want to fucking be on the show, just fucking say the word. We record on Thursdays. You know, you yeah, talk about roll you, through. We can talk about fucking Legos or whatever the fuck you want to talk about. Get your ass in the car and roll through. Yeah, fucking shut up and drive. <laughs> All right. One more song on the right, Last song on the album. Uh, it's a song called Caffeine Cold. Uh, this song beats dick, dude. It's good. <laughs> Beats, it beats its own meat. Yeah. Um. So, like we said earlier, like he's Patrick's. Patrick is just trying to sing like dancing during yeah. this whole record. But uh, this song sounds like a misfit song. Absolutely. The kind of clicky guitar stuff. Yeah. The ducker, 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 ducker. But then a really, really strong like melody during the chorus. Yeah. Is, very melodic. Is very, uh, very misfits. Absolutely. Even the kind of like it's the, still very lo-fi though, so it's like like the the the, the thing that Andy's doing with the symbols, where it's like the like the snap, muted snapping the symbols, yeah, and then kind of like waiting like a like a third of a second before like the guitar kind of catches up with them, is very misfits. Misfits. Mm, interesting. Is it? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I'm not just blowing smoke up your ass. I I do think Thank that's you. interesting. Um, yeah. So uh, what do you think? So I I was like my whole thing was like. 
Mick, you gotta hear fucking Pac Sam days. Mm-hmm. Was it? Did it? Did the? Did the? The hype live up to it. I would say mostly. I the, my one issue is it doesn't really feel like a like a punk record because I know uh, multi millionaires uh, Fallout Boy. <laughs> Not a Patrick. He's broke, bro. <laughs> yeah, that that is true. Yeah. Um, I think it's uh it's really interesting, and um I would love to hear these songs live, and we never will. Yeah, I don't know if they, yeah, I don't know. I didn't look any, into any of it. I don't know. Like, listeners, if you guys are more dialed into the, the Fallout sphere, mm-hmm. uh, let us know. Like, do they play these, any of these songs, like, ever? Yeah. Like, because I, I don't think so. But w- what I kind of view this record as, and maybe it's this is a little bit uh, naive of me to think this, I think this is their kind of like goodbye letter to uh, anyone who kind of was a fan of them from if if you got yeah. into Fall Boy through like DIY or like uh, pop punk or underground or anything that if you if you were there from like the beginning, this is kind of like their like way of saying like all right we're gonna we'll, we'll we're gonna focus on this we're gonna put out a thirteen minute like punk EP and and that's it from here from here on out like we're just kind of like a big pop band so I appreciate I mean that. it makes sense in terms of like what they start producing afterwards. You know what I I would like like because I mean obviously we're kind of we're kind of coming hot off the heels of uh so much for Stardust mm. like I'd like you know if they're maybe after this next tour maybe after their their U S and I think they're going to Asia afterwards like maybe they come up with like a little EP where they're like hey we're gonna do like reggae because I know that like <laughs> I know you're laughing but I know I know that Pete and Patrick were like hey like we like reggae and we like you know kind of ska. Yeah. Like maybe come up with like a stupid like two three song like release or it's like oh yeah this is a Fallout Boy song but it's it's got trumpets and shit in it. Yeah, I, I think if they did that, I would probably be hypercritical of it, and I'm not even trying to be able to enjoy you gotta it. You got to just enjoy it, though. Would. But I, I like, I like, you know, I like that they like that. Yeah, I'd be, I, I would find a way to to be okay with it. Yeah, I'm always angry. Yeah, of course you are. I'm an angry man. Yes, you are. <laughs> so, how do you feel? Okay, now that we're sort of out of the the hiatus officially, we're uh-huh. after this episode, we're going right into save rock and roll. Yeah. How do you how do you feel about the hiatus and more specifically like our episodes and like our format of the show in the hiatus? What did you have fun with? What did you like? What did you not like? What you, what's your question? What did, I just asked you. You asked like five different things. In our in the hiatus episode. How do I feel about the hiatus and yeah. our format and how do you think about the episode? What what is your question? How did Okay, here's my I'll, I'll I'll dumb it down for you. I'm stupid. How did you like our hiatus episodes and what was your favorite part of the hiatus? era for from under the dork tree oh i had a great time during the hiatus episodes um i i think um we we had a good chance to kind of build the lore of a fallout boy during during this time yeah um i like i really like the panic at the panic of the disco episode even though i, I hated panic of the disco. i liked it too i get it gave us like a nice a target that i could feel okay to like kind of just draw like drag them <laughs> Yeah, it it sucks. It it was it's so easy to like talk shit about Pat yeah. Disco, but I enjoyed uh doing so. It was like an easy target, like a fish in a barrel. History's greatest villain, Brandon <laughs> Brandon Yuri. What about you? Did you did you enjoy our the hiatus era of this podcast? Yeah, no, no, I loved. Obviously, I feel like I'm right there with you. I I loved the Panic episode. Um, I feel bad for the Soul Punk episode. Like the Soul Punk, <laughs> like the episodes are themselves. I feel like are great. But I feel like it's like oh, I really wish there was something more redeeming about like the the Soul Punk episode or Soul Punk as a whole. Yeah, I really you wish you would crazy. Like, I did. I I I got really drunk on fucking Maker's Mark. I wish I could take it. I had taken a picture of you during that episode. You were yeah. Nuts. I, I looked like You're Alex Jones just mind. sweating, and I was red. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of wild. But mm-hmm. I think we should we should also 
you know, like we kind of space these out. We get to just enjoy the ride. Like maybe after after save rock and roll, we'll kind of take another break and maybe like have another like weird offshoot of Fallout Boy to kind of focus on. Yeah. For an episode, like whatever. Um, because I feel like it's gonna be sort of a slog until we get we do the the lap back to uh from so much for Stardust. Yeah, I think we we did five records. We yeah. did the first uh, five Fallout Boy records, and now we have four ahead of us. Right? Yeah. Well, we yeah Save in terms of roll. yeah in terms of like the EPs of like Save Rock and Roll and like American Psycho mm-hmm. like the other option like the Mania and so much for Ass Dust. Uh huh. Um. So yeah, we're we're more than halfway through the, the discography of Fall Out Boy. And we could also do like weird stuff where like you know it's like the the single of like Macklemore with Patrick Stump. You know, <laughs> like we could do weird shit like that too. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, it's a single called Summer Days. Uh, with Matt, <laughs> Macklemore and Patrick Stump, but it's a guy named Martin Garrix. I don't, okay. know, who, I don't know who the fuck that is. Yeah, we'll find out. We'll yeah. do the research. We can do lots of weird shit. And, you know, listeners, if you if you have something you want us to watch or comment on, you can reach us to uh, reach out to us on uh, dorktreepod at gmail.com. Um, but, yeah, like, I don't know. What are you, what, how are you feeling? I, I feel good. You feel good? Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> we'll, it, we'll watch or listen to literally, literally anything. If True. You, if you send it to us... The only thing I won't uh, watch is are things that Eric sends to me because I'm like I'm I know <laughs> yeah you fucking won't I text you shit and you I, I text you shit I'm like hey Mick you should watch this it appeals to this forty year old thing that we both like uh-huh. and you're like anyways should we do Paxam days today <laughs> you have no fucking clue what we're fucking doing on the fucking podcast okay <laughs> I, I I work hard I know you do I'm a hardworking man I know you're you're an essential worker <laughs> I am non essential to this podcast. That's very true. Yeah. No, it's not. He's essential. Yeah, no. and that's why I said it because I know it's not fucking true. <laughs> All right, let's let's. Wait, do you? Hey, you're on the Discord now. You're on the. You got you got into the Fallout Boy Discord. Oh yeah, I got into the Fallout Boy Discord. Um, I don't know my Discord name. I guess I can look that up real quick. But if you if you guys want to send yeah. me a message. So when Mick says this, he's in the actual uh, official Fallout Boy Discord that they kind of opened up like maybe like three or four weeks ago. Yeah, they like you you sometimes will get like a message like you have like thirty seconds to like uh be added, I guess. They're they're very weird about this. Yeah, they are. You're on Instagram, they'll give you they'll send you a link really quick and mm-hmm. then and then if you don't click on it. Um I've missed it like three or four times, but I, I got in today. Uh I'm at uh odd egg um my number uh is like uh uh 0303 okay i think that's important to like discord it is yeah that's how of. yeah that's how so i'm odd egg 0303 that's a fun number to have right yeah like if anything maybe you could do like a recurring segment where you because i'm not in it i couldn't get in initially i haven't really tried loser yeah uh let yeah let us know like what's going on in that discord because i uh as the the podcast discord account we've got uh we're part of the reddit fallout boy discord mm-hmm. uh so you know shout outs to a couple of the li- the people in there that kind of gave us like topics to kind of cover for today's episode uh mick say something so i can look this guy's uh name up uh, uh we- i'm i'm kind of hungry i guess oh you're hungry what do you what do you think about eating banana no i'm sure what does that mean <laughs> i don't know you oh boy that's uh so low, that's low brow it's very low hanging fruit uh, shout outs to Case Ribbles uh, for giving me sort of topics to kind of uh, go over for the for the the Pete focused part of the episode. Uh, nice. I pretty much reached out to the pod to the Discord to say like, hey, like, is there anything that I'm missing that we should sort of focus in on? Uh, Case Ribbles really great about you know letting us know like what we should kind of cover. 
K-Swivels. K-Sribbles. Shribbles? K-Sribbles. Sribbles. Sribbles. Um, but yeah, I guess that, I guess that's our episode. Do you have anything else? No, I'm good. I'm ready to fucking get out of here. Oh, you don't want to have another drink with me after we're done recording? <laughs> I'm sure I will. Okay. Way to take advantage of my You sure you will. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, okay. well, either way, listener, we're so glad you can kind of be with us here during the hiatus on this, uh, journey into Pete Wentz during the hiatus, a journey into black cards, a journey into Pac Sam days. Thank you guys so much for listening with us. Uh, if you'd like to reach out and give us any kind of feedback or uh, topics that we should maybe cover in a future episode, you can reach out to us at dorktreepod at gmail.com. Uh, also, we are on Instagram at dorktreepod. Uh, we're on Twitter at Grand Theft Podum. And um, we also have a Ko-Fi, which is sort of a platform that we use to sort of, uh, you know, tip creators to kind of help us support the show. Uh, we also sell our stickers there, and we might be adding T-shirts soon. We are adding T-shirts. We are adding T-shirts soon. If you have Tell a us. Si- if you have a size that you want, if you want a T-shirt, and you're like, "Hey, you dumb fucks, give us a T-shirt. It's this size." You could email us that size at doortreepod at gmail dot com. Uh, Mick, do you want to close us out? Um. Yeah. I mean, I we have a beautiful time doing this podcast. We do. It's the highlight of my week recording. It's the highlight of your week. That's what I said. Okay. Not the, not the highlight of my week. It's the highlight of my week. Okay. What else are you doing that you're all happy about? You know, I'm just driving around the city. No, you don't drive. The city. <laughs> everyone, everyone in the room, and I, I will, like... Everyone stopped when I said, I'm driving. They're there like, are, like, seven me? people in the room right now. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's neck snapped so quick to look at you <laughs> when you said you were driving. Eric, like, does not have a driver's license. Okay, don't... I'm editing this out. Eric is like, uh, Eric sits at home all day, just <laughs> eating hummus. And, Excuse me. <laughs> and doesn't drive anywhere. I'm editing this out. Nobody will hear this. Don't, uh, if you, if you edit it out, I will bring it up next week. <laughs> okay. Well, Mick, um, take us out. Here, I'll I'm find, what's, a, what's, what's a song that I should put on while, while you're closing us out? A B.B. Rexa song. Oh, okay. B.B. Play Rexa. that, uh, you know, B.B. Rexa has a song with a uh, Georgia, Florida line. I do see that on her on her Spotify. Is that what they're called, Georgia Florida it's, one? Yeah, it's called uh, "Meant to Be." That's like her, like maybe her biggest song, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, it is. There you go. All right, well, here, talk talk some shit. Um, our guests, I love you. I love our guests so much. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just really appreciative of you guys listening to us talk. Again, I want to apologize for everything I've ever said or done on this podcast. And if I'm bad at doing this. Um, I don't think you're bad. I think you're okay. How how, do, how good of a podcaster do you think I am? You're like a like a six point five seven. That's pretty fair. Yeah, it's pretty. Fair. <laughs> I was being honest. <laughs> it's probably lower than that. No, you're good. You're uh, like a ten out of ten, bro. Look, uh, Fallout Boy went on a hiatus. We didn't. No, we're always we're, working. We're still cranking them out. Yep. Um, and next time you hear us, we'll be talking about saving rock and roll. Um, a term I think is like coded racism, but I'll get into that like uh, next time we get <laughs> okay. I next time hear. we have a podcast. Yeah, expand on that. Uh, Baby Rexa, uh, we love you. This is a good song, and uh, we'll see you next time on uh... from oh, yeah, poetry. Well, we kind of t- well, it's maybe a little too late in the game. We talked about changing the name, so the name no, of- no, don't let's not get into that. We'll get into it later. Okay, yeah, we're not changing the name of the podcast. Wink. Um, we're not. Stupid. Um, and we'll see you guys next time. This has been from Under the Dork Tree. 
Thanks. The podcast for the people, by the people. Thank you. See you later. For the memories. Oh, yeah. Thanks for the memories. Jesus Christ, Mick. <laughs> I forgot that was the thing that we said. Uh, from Mother Dork Tree, thanks for the memories. Thanks for the memories. See you later, dick lickers.